Welcome to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. I'm Shannon Powell. Oregon passed the first medical aid in dying legislation back in 1997. Since then, 10 other states have also legalized this widely supported end-of-life option for terminally ill people. With a new legislative session underway in Albany comes a new push to pass medical aid in dying legislation here in New York. Joining us today is Corin Carey. She is the Senior Campaign Director for New York and New Jersey for Compassion and Choices. Corinne, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with talking about just what medical aid and dying legislation is. Explain to us how this would work. Medical aid in dying is a trusted and time-tested medical practice that allows a terminally ill, mentally capable adult with a prognosis of six months or less to live to request from their doctor a prescription for medication that they can decide to take on their own to die peacefully in their sleep. Medical aid in dying is authorized by 11 U.S. jurisdictions, 10 states plus Washington, D.C., and about 22% of Americans now have access to this compassionate end-of-life option. So, Corinne, tell me, why now? Why is now the time to get this passed in New York? Well, I led the campaign to pass New Jersey's Medical Aid in Dying for the Terminally Ill Act. That bill passed in 2019. So we now have three and a half years of experience with implementation in the Garden State. And we know that the law is working as intended with none of the feared negative consequences that opponents talked about before the law was passed. In New York, we're heading into the ninth year that we've been pushing for this bill. And along the way, we've lost 26 vocal terminally ill advocates who have walked the hallways with us and begged lawmakers to authorize this option in time for them. And legislative leaders have just refused to do that. Uh, So we continue to lose people who are suffering unbearably at the end of their lives while other states around us are passing these laws and giving their, you know, giving people that live in those states access to this, this compassionate end of life option. While here in New York, people are continuing to suffer. So explain to me, that's really interesting that it passed in New Jersey several years ago, but not New York. So what is, you know, people think, I, I think the, the, the thought is that, you know, here are two states that are very similar, but what, what's the difference? What's been, what was successful? What made, what, what brought about success in New Jersey, but what's holding it up here in New York? You know, it's a, it's a hard question to answer. Every one of the legislative leaders in New Jersey was Catholic, the governor, the assembly speaker, the Senate president, um, but they saw through the arguments from opponents and they saw what was important to voters in that state and they led with their hearts and with compassion and they got it done. You know, I'm a native New Yorker, so the only thing that I think is different uh, between New York and New Jersey is that New Yorkers are a lot more skeptical than people in other states, I think. And so you answer questions about what this bill would do and and people still have doubts. But, you know, the data is there. Uh, voters have registered in survey after survey and poll after poll that this is something that they want. And I just, I can't explain what the reluctance for these leaders is at this point. We've got 85 
bill sponsors, 20 in the Senate and 65 in the Assembly. So lawmaker after lawmaker uh, is starting to come to the realization that this is wise and Mm. compassionate policy for New York. Um, Unfortunately, some of the latest bill sponsors that we've gotten have had personal experiences in their own families that led them to change their mind on this issue. Mm. I don't wish that on anyone. Health can change on the flip of a dime. Uh, And, you know, the difference between January and June could be the terminal diagnosis of a loved one. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see that happen to anyone in this state. But it is the thing that is is changing some of the hardest to change minds is actually watching up close what end of life suffering looks like when someone is ready to go, when there is no cure and only suffering in the future and they're begging for help to die. Um, If that's what it takes for people to change their minds, I just don't wish it on anyone. Right. Are you seeing any kind of partisan breakdown or is it, uh, does that have any, is that impacting, um, you know, kind of what's going on in the ground on the ground here or no? You know, it's a good question. The polling shows that medical aid and dying is supported across every demographic. It it is supported across party lines, more than majorities in both the people who identify as Democrats and Republicans support it. Um, you know, people of different races and faiths and people who live in urban areas, rural areas and suburban areas in New York. It is it's just incontrovertible that no one wants to see a loved one suffer. And that traverses partisan lines. However, we live in highly partisan times and polling numbers only get you so far. The fact is not a single Republican in New York has put their name on this bill. And I will tell you that I have had some of the most moving conversations with Republican lawmakers who I think, you know, if we weren't living in in such strange political times, would be avid supporters of this bill and personally are, personally want this option for themselves and their loved ones. Do I think that it's, that that is the, the reason why this bill is not moving? No, New York is controlled by Democrats It's controlled by progressive Democrats who are so strongly supportive of bodily autonomy in the reproductive rights field that it is mind boggling how they can't see that it is equally important to have control over your own body at the end of your life. So what is the perspective that from the healthcare field, they approach this? So, Medscape, which is a a national organization that provides information to doctors and and often does surveys of healthcare providers, uh, did a survey of doctors in New York in 2018. And when they first asked the question, about 56% of doctors right off the bat said that they believed that terminally ill people should have the option of medical aid and dying. When asked if they wanted the option for themselves, 63% 
said that they wanted the option for themselves. Interesting, right? 63% of doctors want the option, but only 56% support it for everyone else. But more interesting than that is when the pollster actually told these doctors what the bill would do and what it wouldn't do, that support jumped to 67%. That survey says so much about what is needed here. Um, Many times when we're out in the community tabling or doing uh, information booths or public speaking on this issue, um, you know, I get people coming up to the table or coming up to me and saying, I am not, I'm not okay with this. I'm not down with this. Um, But you spend three minutes, five minutes talking to them about what the bill does and what it doesn't do and they sign our petition, you know, more than nine out of 10 times. It is a very rare occasion when someone walks away holding on to that opposition because what people realize when they read the bill or when they hear about what the bill would do is that this is entirely voluntary. It is the dying person and the dying person alone that that controls whether the ask is ever made. They're the ones that have to make the initial request of their doctor, and they have to be the one to self-ingest the medication at a time of their choosing, and they can change their minds at any point. The bill also allows anyone who doesn't believe in it to opt out. No doctor, no hospice worker, no pharmacist, no patient has to participate. In fact, when this bill passes, And I do believe at some point it will pass. It's just a matter of how much suffering we're going to tolerate in this state. Um, Nothing changes for people for whom this is a moral issue. This is something that they, they will never do. Nothing changes for them, but everything changes for the terminally ill person who wants this as an option. What about the religious community? Has there been pushback in in certain uh, sectors of the religious community or how are they approaching this? So, you know, the New York State Catholic Conference uh, is a very vocal opponent of this bill. you know, and it's interesting if you if you look at the positions that they've taken on a number of social issues here in New York in the past, they've lost on every one of them. Um, because their positions are not in line with what New Yorkers want. They've lost on reproductive health. They've lost on sex ed and on, you know, protections for transgender New Yorkers. Um, You know, lawmakers certainly hear a lot from the New York State Catholic Conference, but they certainly don't represent people who are attending church services every week because the polling shows that 70% of Catholics actually support giving dying people this option. And what about the disabled community? It's the, how are they, how are they approaching it? I think a lot has been made uh, of opposition from some leaders in the disability rights community. There are some uh very loud, very angry voices coming from the disability rights community that see this bill as a threat um, to all people living with disabilities. And I think that they're doing the community a grave disservice because we have more than a quarter of a century of evidence now showing that these laws have not brought about any of the harms that these opponents raise 
in every state where these laws have have passed, the same arguments have been made uh, that these laws will be expanded to include people beyond those who are terminally ill, that people coerce people living with disabilities into making these requests. Those arguments infantilize people living with disabilities. Um, First of all, no state has ever expanded eligibility for medical aid and dying beyond people who are terminally ill, mentally capable, and within six months of death. Um, It's just a fact. The law has been in effect since 1994 in Oregon, and, and that state has not expanded eligibility in every U.S. state since Oregon that has adopted a medical aid and dying law has adopted the same core eligibility guidelines. But the more disturbing piece to me is, is saying that, you know, people are, who are living with the disabilities are too vulnerable to coercion to be making their own healthcare decisions. That is a very dangerous argument to make. And what I fear is that when this bill passes, there will be you know, hundreds of people across the state who will be in fear of their lives. And that is just irresponsible because these laws have been proven uh, to be to be safe. None of those abuses have happened in any other state. So uh, tell me, where can people get more information? I mean, there, there's there, as you said, this has been, you know, this was first passed in Oregon many, many years ago. There's a lot of there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of research and a lot of, you know, definitely support polling, whatnot. Um, where can people access this information? Like, do you have a website? Uh, what's the best place for them to find the information that they need? Yeah, folks can visit uh, compassionandchoices.org backslash New York. You can find us on Facebook. We are also on Twitter or X as it's now called. Uh, We're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram. But I think the the best place to find out information about this bill and about our campaign is compassionandchoices.org backslash New York. So if I'm listening to this and I want and and then I go and I I find more information and I really want to be active in helping support this bill, like I I believe it now is the time to finally get this passed in New York. What's the best way to to support your efforts? Well, the first thing is to find out where your assembly person and your senator stand. Your state lawmakers that represent you in Albany are the ones that are going to be making this decision. And if their names are not on the bill, um, you should call them up and ask them, why not? Why don't you publicly support this bill? And if your lawmakers are co-sponsors of the Medical Aid and Dying Act, you should call them and thank them. I think lawmakers need to understand that once this bill passes, New Yorkers are going to be grateful to them because this is really about love and compassion. And lawmakers have an opportunity this session to give New Yorkers a gift Uh, a gift of being able to plan to make sure that when death is inevitable, that the end can be as beautiful as the beginning. You know, we plan and we celebrate every birth, no matter what the circumstances. Why shouldn't we be able to do that at the end of our lives as well? That, that really is, is a, is a beautiful sentiment. Corinne, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, this has really been informative and hopefully people will, you know, will find more information and help you support this bill. And, and again, hopefully um, 
this will be the magic year here in New York that we actually get it passed. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. Check out our website at indivisiblewestchester.org or visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or X for more information about how to get involved.